And welcome. I'm Susie Jones. It is nice to have you with us. It is your money. And I want to remind you, if you have a financial question for Bruce or Peg at any time, you can call this number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The number is one eight 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 six advice And you can always email a question to your money at wealthenhancement.com. You can also use our text or call us in our studio for the next hour at 651-461-9226. Now here is Senior Vice President and Financial Advisor Peg Webb and Founder of Wealth Enhancement Group and Financial Advisor Bruce Helmer. Welcome to both of you. Hope everybody's good. Good morning. I'm great. How about you guys? Awesome. Hi, Peg. Hi, Susie. And Susie, uh, and Peg knows this, we're very fortunate to have a guest with us today. So listeners, those of you that, that have been with us over the years and are frequent listeners to the show will probably recognize uh, today's guest. We're very, very fortunate. Rhonda Whitenack from the Social Security Administration is with us today. Rhonda is a public relations and benefits training representative with uh, the Social Security Administration. She's been with, uh, with them for over 25 years. Uh, her primary objective is to educate the public on Social Security's programs and benefits. And as we always say on this show, Social Security is a lot more complicated than most people uh, realize. Rhonda is literally, number one, the most knowledgeable person I know about Social Security. But secondly, Peg and Susie, she explains it in a way that all that even I can understand it when she explains it. So, Susie, with, you, with your permission, I'm going to throw out the number again because I know from previous experiences that when Rhonda's a guest, we do tend uh, to get a lot of calls. So if listeners want to get in either with a text uh, or, or, or a call and get their Social Security questions answered today, 651-461-9226. Uh, Rhonda, you're here, though, with almost breaking news The Social Security Administration a few days ago announced the cost of living adjustment. So you you bring that news and some other things uh, that are that are relevant and timely and pertinent. And then uh, then we'll I'm sure listeners will have a lot of questions. Rhonda, thank you so much as always for being with us. Welcome. Well, well, hello, hello, Bruce, hello, Peg. It's great to be back. Hope everybody's doing well. Excellent. Absolutely. Yes. Well, you know, it is very timely, Bruce, that you say this, because for the first time in decades, Medicare premiums are going down and Social Security benefits are going up. So, yes, you are correct. 8.7% increase that uh, people are going to see in their January checks. So we're really excited to to, to let everybody know that their dollars, uh, their Social Security dollars are going to keep up with inflation. So, um, you know, we hope that uh, eases many people's minds across the United States and for 1.2 million people here in the state of Minnesota, actually, too. Mm-hmm. We, um, we're we getting a lot of enthusiasm around this because there's a lot of negative things happening, meaning the values of our accounts are going down, you know, um, our, our, even our bonds are going down in value. And, and this is just a nice uh, positive for everybody. And they were kind of shocked. Our clients are shocked because it's been so minimal how much they've got. And then also because Medicare premiums had gone up too, they felt like they didn't really get a positive. Is there an easy way for people, instead of going on your website to figure out, well, what, what does that mean to me? 
Is there an easy way for them to calculate how much more that might be for them? Uh, yes. Well, you know, they could just take their benefit amount and then and then uh, multiply it times the 8.7, add the 8.7% on. But, you know, there is an easier way. And, yes, you do have to go on your the website because if they want to see their dollar amounts and their notices early, that's going to be available. Those numbers are going to be available to them on their My Social Security account, and they will be available to them in early December. Now, for those who do not want to go on the website on the My Social, into their My Social Security account, um, then they're going to receive the news via a Social Security letter that's going to come about mid-December. Mid-December, they will see that letter in the mail. Otherwise, they can go into their My Social Security account, open up that My Social Security account, and there's a much easier way to do that also. I know Bruce and Peg, we've talked about that My Social Security account and people having difficulty opening that up. But now we have the two new options of logging into that My Social Security account, which would be uh, either entering it via what we call login.gov, or there's also an ID me option that they can open up an account and they will see that, those numbers in early December. So yes, I highly encourage individuals who really want to get you know, into the dollars and cents of how much their benefit is going to increase definitely open up that My Social Security account. And I have a really quick comment, too, being um, it's not just Social Security people that are active right now taking Social Security. This is actually going to benefit others. Can you explain who those others are? Yes, yes. Now, we're getting a ton of telephone calls um, at the Social Security Administration with people thinking that they have to actually file for their benefits uh, this year in 2022 in order to receive that large 8.7 increase come 2023. But that is not correct. All right. You don't have to run down to Social Security and sign up in order to get that big bump of 8.7%. Social Security, that the creation of Social Security and, and having this um, COLA tied into it, right? The purpose of that COLA is to ensure that the purchasing power of Social Security benefits is not eroded by inflation. So that means that that inflationary rate is going to be automatically tied into their benefit when they apply. So if they're going to apply in 2023, that 8.7% is going to be folded in or built into that benefit. So no need to worry about getting that increase. It's automatically going to be there when you apply. And then lastly, is that I've got one other thing, Bruce, because I actually really need to know myself. Is it, is it, uh, Social Security recipients that have attained the age of 62, or what is the cutoff to get this 8.7? Well, they have to attain at least age 62. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. They have to attain at least age 62 in order to get that 8.7% um, increase. And we have some awesome uh, uh, tools on our website, and I know that um, – that other other financial planners have uh, different tools on their website in order to show those increases too. Peg, yeah, great minds think alike. Both your last two questions were exactly where I wanted to go for clarity because again, it's questions that I'm getting from my clients, so I know they're out there, and I, I can just imagine, Rhonda, that you guys are getting bombarded with phone calls. And I think part of the confusion, Rhonda, maybe we'll have you explain this also. People, I think, have confused the cost of living adjustment, the COLA, 
with the regular adjustment to Social Security, you know, we always talk about how you can take it as early as age 62, but if you do, you get a reduced benefit. It grows by a certain amount per year until full retirement age. And then from full retirement age until age 70, it grows a certain amount per year. So there's an eight-year window from 62 to 70 where that benefit's going to grow the longer you wait. But that is not to be confused with the COLA adjustment that you just made. That's exactly correct, Bruce. So um, for Social Security, if you apply between age 62 and full retirement age, uh, your benefit is actually increasing by approximately 5.5% per year between 62 and full retirement age. Then once you hit full retirement age, that increase um, is higher. You're going you're gonna to earn 8% per year between full retirement age and age 70. So, yes, that is different than our cost of living uh, adjustment. You are correct, Bruce, with that. Rhonda, what, what other news? That, that, that's the big news, and that's good news, obviously. Um, inflation has been impacting people at the grocery store, at the, at the gas pump. And this, you know, the, this doesn't solve all their problems, but it's a little bit of relief, and it's obviously a little bit of help, and it's good news. It's a, it's a silver lining in this inflation cloud. But uh, I know you've got some other information that's uh, timely and relevant that you wanted to share also in addition to the, to the cost of living adjustment. Right, and the, the, the next big piece of news that's coming up is that those Medicare changes that are coming in 2023. So um, September 2022, CMS they, or Medicare released um, their numbers and released what their premiums are going to be, what their deductibles are going to be, their co-insurance amounts are going to be for Part A and B. Because remember, you have to separately purchase your C&D through a private insurance company. So with Medicare and the news that Medicare is coming out with is that um, – those Medicare premiums, of course, are going down, which is awesome. I mean, right now, uh, Medicare Part B premiums, $170.10. It's actually going to decrease to $164.90. That's the first time in my career that I've actually ever seen Medicare go down. So that's, that's awesome news. Um, and then with the Consolidated Appropriations Act that, uh, that was passed uh, last year, that also is going to expand Medicare and coverage for people who want to sign up for Medicare. I think you guys remember, uh, we used to get those calls and about those really complicated questions on when should I sign up for Medicare? If I sign up this month, will I really be entitled next month? Or is it another two months or is it July? So there's always different um, Medicare rules surrounding when you apply for Medicare. But with this new Appropriations Act that was passed by by um, Congress and signed by the president, it, now that reduces those gaps. A person can sign, and this is happening in 2023, a person can sign up for Medicare, and then they can elect for Medicare um, to begin the very next month. So they really have more control over when their Medicare will begin, which is awesome news, because you remember how confusing that was. Mm-hmm. We do. We do. Um, <laughs> and. And so I I think, Bruce, I I just believe there's got to be so many questions out there, and I hate to take more of Rhonda's time just talking about the basics here, because two things, that 8.7% and the Medicare decrease, those two combinations have people smiling, but yet I know, Bruce, there's probably millions of questions out there that that, uh, Rhonda could answer for our listeners. Uh, yeah. Do we have any uh, texts oh, yet? Yes, we do. Um, let's, All right. <laughs> let's see. 
Rhonda, um, when I look at my Social Security statement online and look at the amount of increase from 66 to 70, it looks like there is greater than 8% increase for this year. Is that because they're taking into account my possible earnings for those additional years? Hmm. Oh, absolutely. They're taking into account because um, when you, there's two ways to operate that calculator that she's using, or I'm not sure if it's a calculator she's using or if it's just the the benefit amount, but what they're doing um, is they're projecting that you're going to continue at last year's earnings rate. So if you're a high income earner, they're anticipating social security is projecting that you are going to continue working at that high income. And, and for that reason, you're seeing that dollar amount at age 70. Now, that's your statement though, right? So that statement is projecting you're going to work at that dollar amount until 70. Now, if you're not going to work until 70, um, what I would recommend doing is using the calculator where you can actually go in and put in your scenario where you would say, okay, I'm only going to work until full retirement age, 66 and six months, and then I'm going to have zero earnings from 66 and six months to age 70. And then that calculation will readjust. So I'm not sure which one you're using, but that's your re- that that's my recommendation. All right. Okay, that you you adjust that. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's ask you: Can you apply for spousal Medicare online? You can apply for spousal benefits online. Yes, definitely. You can apply for retirement online, spousal benefits online, and you can apply for Medicare online. Now, with the spousal benefits, you need to be a little careful, though, because remember, um, there is a rule that if you have your own benefit, you have to apply for your own benefit and receive your own benefit before you can pull money out of anybody else's account. So before you can pull that spousal in, you have to take yours first. But if this person is you know, it's clear that that's what they're going to receive as a spousal. Definitely just go ahead and apply for that spousal benefit online. All right. This next, all right. This next texter writes, I'm 64. Can I collect social security and keep working full time? Full time. Well, let's see. We don't know how much this person's earning full time. So that's, that's the big question. Now a person can work and still receive Social Security benefits. But what we're going to look at is we're going to look at what is the amount of money they're making. So if they're going to be making, oh, let's say about $20,500 next year, 2023, if they stay below that, yep, they're going to be able to make that $20,000 and collect all 12 Social Security checks. But if they go above that dollar amount, for every $2 over, they're not going to be paid $1. So it sounds like this person may be able to, is, might be right in the middle where they can collect maybe six, seven Social Security checks for the year and then continue working. So it all depends on what the dollar amount is that they're making from work. Excellent calculator online that we have at SocialSecurity.gov. And they would just punch in, or just type in in the search button, Earnings Limit Calculator, and then they would feed it in two pieces of information that they need, and then they'll be able to see right there online how many checks they're going to get for the year. So very easy, very easy to figure that one out. Should we do one more? As a 58-year-old, I'm hoping to retire at 62. My plan is to wait to draw Social Security. I'm torn in planning to start either at 67, full retirement age, or 70. How long? This is the magical question. How long will the Social Security program continue? Is it better to start collecting at 67, wondering how if how long into the future the funds will be there? That's a that's a good question. Right, right. And you know what I always say? As long as there are workers in America paying FICA taxes, 
we're going to have Social Security. It's a pay-as-you-go system. Our current workers put in FICA taxes to the Social Security Trust Fund, and then we directly pay those individuals who are eligible. So as long as we have workers in America, we're going to have Social Security. So I wouldn't, if I were her, I wouldn't worry about that. The piece that we do need to, to start looking at is what's the future of Social Security? How can we change Social Security now to make sure all those beneficiaries, all those baby boomers are going to get every single penny they put in? Right. So so I would continue uh, looking at that projection, continue following, you know, the um, the changes that are going to be made. Are we going to do away with spousal benefits or cost of living increase? I mean, there's a lot of options that are out there and many proposals that are out there by our congressional staff. So I would definitely follow that. But I, if I were her, I would not worry. You 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 retire, you leave your job when you want to, and then you hold off taking that Social Security. Use that break-even age calculator. And I think Peg and Bruce, you probably have one on your on your website where you can say, all right, how much am I going to get here at 67? How much am I going to get at 70? And how long is it going to take me to catch up? You know, am, am I going to outlive that breaking even age um, dollar amount? So Peg and Bruce probably can help that person with that break even age amount, too. All right. Thank you for that. We do have a caller. Joyce is on our line to ask you both and to ask Rhonda a question. Go ahead, Joyce. You're on the air live. Okay. Thank you. Um, I made a recent call to Social Security because I had taken out in 2020 some money out of my 401 to help me pay for a house. And I was, even though I paid income tax on it, they told me that it was not considered income and that I should um, provide a life-changing event form because I used that money for a house. Because by taking that money out, I had to pay extra for my Part B on my um, Medicare out of my Social Security. Is that true? Rhonda? Okay, yes. So, so what, what happened is um, a few years ago, Medicare made some changes uh, where certain individuals who are considered higher income have to pay more for their Medicare Part B. And the reason for that, just the background of that, is Medicare Part B, you're paying $170 per month this year, but that's really only one quarter of what that premium actually costs. The federal government is subsidizing the other three quarters of that premium. So for that reason, the law changed and said, oh, let's wait here. You're really high income. We're not going to subsidize you three quarters of that premium. The government's not going to subsidize you that much. You're going to have to pay more for your Medicare Part B. So in that year, because we go two years back or CMS or Medicare goes two years back, for that year, you were you you had to pay that higher premium. But if you're if it, if that's not correct, if you're not at that premium or if you're not at that income level from 2020, it's actually gone down. Yes, absolutely, fill out that form. It's on our website. It's called SSA-44, SSA-44, and then you're going to put how much your income is from this year's taxes. If you didn't have that same amount last year, you can even um, uh, uh, no, not actually, it's too late to do last year. So this year's fill it out and we'll take you, we'll retroactively take you all the way back to January and give you that money back. Okay. But definitely it's worth filling out that paperwork and submitting it to social security. All right. Let's get one more in if that's okay. Unfortunately, my mother passed away this year. I canceled her social security benefits and have forwarded her mail. Do you know if her year end SSA statement will forward or do I need to do something with SSA for her tax documents? 
Okay, so that tax document is called a 1099, right? And everybody receives that 1099, oh, the end of November, beginning of December. And yes, it will be forwarded. So as long as that address is there, it should be forwarded. I don't think there's going to be a problem with that. If, if not, call us and we'll get that for you. If she has a Social Security account or had a Social Security account and you would know the information, you can actually get it online, too. So for those folks who, who have a Social Security, my Social Security account, and you need that 1099, that tax form, you just go right on our website at socialsecurity.gov, and you log into your My Account. You go to your tax forms and you go, or your notices, and you'll be able to pull that 1099 right offline. So good question. Very good. Well, Bruce and Peg and Rhonda, we are coming up against our first break. So we want to make sure that our listeners know they can call for the next half hour, 651-461-9226. That is the number to call if you have a question for our tax expert. And she is a tax expert, right? Gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, she is a very, very knowledgeable woman, and this is your opportunity to ask her a question at 651-461-9226. It is your money, and we'll continue to take your calls. Uh, If you have a question that you don't get answered, you can always email those questions to Wealth Enhancement, your money at wealthenhancement.com. Again, we'll take more of your calls coming up after this quick break. Welcome back. It is your money. I'm Susie Jones and reminding you that you can call Wealth Enhancement 24 hours a day, seven days a week at one eight 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 six advice You can also email your questions to yourmoneyatwealthenhancement.com. For the next 25 minutes or so, you can text or call us right here on our studio line, 651-461-9226. Once again, here is the founder of Wealth Enhancement Group and financial advisor, Bruce Helmer and Peg Webb. Welcome back to both of you. We have a lot of texts and a, and a couple of folks on the phone as well to get in their tax questions. Thanks, Susie. And I want to reintroduce our guest. Uh, Rhonda Whitenack is public relations and, and benefits training representative with the Social Security Administration. Uh, Rhonda's been a frequent guest on the show, and every time she's on the show, we get texts and the phone rings. There's a lot of questions about Social Security. And as I said when I introduced Rhonda in the first half, she's not only knowledgeable and knows all the answers. She knows how to communicate them and articulate them in a way that most of us can understand. Before we jump back to to calls and texts, Peg, I wanted to give you a chance to jump in. Was there anything from the first half either that we didn't talk about that you think we should have or in any that, you know, we took a lot of questions in a short period of time. Was there anything that you wanted to give uh, further clarity to or elaborate on? Well, the first thing I want to say is I want to thank Social Security for doing this because what's happening in my reviews right now, knowing that we can count on this extra 8.7%, is that they're um, asking me to reduce the money that they're taking out of our um, investment accounts, which actually works out wonderfully because not that we didn't prepare to create income uh, for all of our clients in the short term, but yet it kind of helps leave the portfolio working for them while they're getting a bigger check um, from Social Security. So that's great. And then also we solve for the tax um, calculations to stay under those Medicare limits the best we can. 
I know that it's if, if you're a dollar over, you're womb, boom, you're in that next category. So we try our best to keep people below that. And so I'm glad to hear that it's a little bit lower because what happens is you can take a little bit more income out of your portfolio or have income on your um, income tax and stay below, you know, in that tier one. So more so just a comment, Bruce, than, a, than uh, anything else. Rhonda, I know oftentimes, you know, I'll answer a question and then replay it in my head later and say, oh, I should have added this or uh, anything from the first half that you want to add to before we uh, uh, bust open and let listeners drive us the rest of the way. I'm so glad you asked that because, yes, definitely there is. You know, I had talked about going online to get your your letter um, that shows the 8.7% increase that shows your actual dollar amount and the increase. Um, now, in order to get that online, because for those who want to know right away, that will be available online if you have a My Social Security account. That's going to be available online in early December and having instead of having to wait for that letter to come in the mail. But in order to get that dollar amount and view your, your Social Security benefit amount in early December, you do have to open up that My Social Security account by November 15th. So open up that My account by November 15th in order to view your Social Security 8.7% increase. All right, so that would be a homework for your listeners, right, to go out and sign up for that My Social Security account right away. Thanks, Bruce, for asking. All right, Susie, let's uh, let listeners take us home. All right, and Rhonda, I have a quick follow-up, too. You mentioned earlier in the program how many Minnesotans are affected by this 8.7% increase. Yes, so we have 1.2 million Minnesotans who are um, who are going to receive that 8.7% increase. So imagine what that does for their community and their economy. You know, they, they're going to have that much more purchasing power. So, yes, 1.2 million Minnesotans and then 70 million individuals throughout the entire United States are going to get and receive that 8.7% increase. So we're really excited about that. And that starts January. That will start with their January checks, yes, January 2023, and then they can go online to their My Social Security account, and then they can look at their 8.7% increase and how much that's going to mean for them and their and their personal benefit amounts. Wonderful. All right, let's go to Tim. Tim is waiting to ask a question of you. Tim, go ahead. You're on the air. Good morning. Uh, earlier, you mentioned uh, about an individual that was 62 and planned to continue working and that there would be an offset on uh, Social Security dollars that they receive. Uh, is, what is the offset for somebody that starts taking uh, Social Security at 70 and continues to work? Okay. So thanks for that question, Tim. Just to, to remind individuals, um, when Social Security, when we do your Social Security benefit calculation, we take your top 35 years of work, top 35 years of income, and then we do the calculation in order to determine what your benefit is going to be. So bottom line, more money you make, the higher your Social Security benefit is going to be. Now, Tim, uh, once you reach your full retirement age, you can continue working at any dollar amount and still be eligible for each and every one of your Social Security checks. And this is what I see, especially with my individuals who, who want to continue working past that full retirement age. Every year that you earn your W-2, you earn your income, it's always going to replace a lower year. So if you continue working, Tim, into your 70s 
and you're at a you know a higher income than when you were in your 20s or 30s, it's continuously going to replace that low year, and you're going to automatically see that increase folded into your Social Security check each and every year because we're consistently recalculating and, and, and giving you that, that bump, that higher, that higher um, dollar amount based on your, your earnings. So, yes, top 35 years, and uh, we replace those earnings when it's called it, – well, it is called an automatic recalculation that we do. Peg and Bruce, you probably see that with your clients, the ones that just don't want to stop working. They, they always get that, uh, that increase, right? Every year. Is, is there a cap, though, Rhonda? Is there a cap? Like, it's not unlimited. Is there right. a cap so, to so Social right, Security? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. So what we call that the maximum taxable uh, dollar amount. And in 2023, that's actually going to go up to, oh, I believe $147,000 that they're capped at. Let me, let me double check on that, Peg. But, yes, there is a cap. Uh, so, for instance, if I'm making $147,000 per year and Bill Gates is making millions per year, he's capped at the 147. He pays no more Social Security taxes over and above that dollar amount. So, yes, there yeah. is a cap pay. Yeah. I, I think some of the confusion, you guys, and maybe you can clarify this, Rhonda, and I think even part of Tim's question, um, if you're working and you make more than 20500 and you have not yet reached full retirement age, you can have a detrimental impact on your benefit. But once you reach full retirement age, you can continue to work, and there is no negative consequence. And then I think, Rhonda, there's also some confusion between maybe having a work year that now enters your top 35 and you kick one out of there. That growth on your payment is different than the 8% per year that you get between full retirement age and age 70. Maybe we can just kind of put a bow around this whole thing and clarify that. That's exactly it, Bruce. You, you just said it right there. That's exactly correct, what, what you just stated. All right. Uh, we do have another caller. Cheryl is on the line to ask Bruce and Peg and Rhonda a question. Go ahead, Cheryl. You're, you're on the air. Yes, I'm calling because I just signed up for Social Security and Medicare. I I um, just qualify for Medicare. I turned 65 in December. I uh, recently, actually yesterday, received a letter uh, because my 2020 uh, uh, it, uh, income was uh, quite a bit more because I work for a, a company that um, moved part of their operations to uh, Florida. So I accepted a severance package, and so that's quite a bit more money that I earned uh, in 2020. Mm-hmm. So with that, so with that, um, my um, Medicare premium for December is going to be uh, $238. Uh, that's where my birthday is, so I signed up. So how, what type of information do they need so that I can uh, show the proof uh, regarding the company uh, reorganization, I guess okay. it would be called. Yep, very good. We're going to answer that question for you. Rhonda, go ahead. All right, so then what you're going to need to do here is if your income this year, where your Medicare is going to be taken out this year, if it's not at that high dollar amount from 2020, that um, that tax return from 2020, we don't need to see the severance information from your company. We just need to see your W, or excuse me, your um either your tax return or your W-2 for this year that shows your total earnings. And then we're going to, we're going to review that application. It's called a, a, it's a form actually, it's called an SSA-4 
44. You're going to need to complete that. You can get that online. You can you complete that, make a copy of your tax return, make a copy of your W-2, um, and you can drop it off at Social Security or fax it in at Social Security uh, to your local office. We'll review that, and then uh, most likely, like I mentioned, if it is lower, much lower than that 2020 tax return, then we're going we're gonna, to uh, uh, readjust it and give you the lower Medicare premium. All right, let's take a text question here. One of the questions, the theme run has been, if you are thinking about going on Social Security, this uh, texter wrote, I'm 69 and I'm going to turn 70. Should I get in on the increase, the 8.7% now, and put off going to Social Security at 70? You know, like, how do you measure? Is that 8.7% equal what I would get if I waited till 70. Does that make sense? You know what? Yeah, that does make sense. And this is this is what I'm sure Bruce and Peg have been getting these questions too. Do I need to apply now in order to get that 8.7% bump? And you do not have to apply now. That 8.7% cost of living increase is automatically going to be folded into your benefit amount. You do not have to file now at 69 to receive that 8.7%. Just Go, go about your plan. You wait until age 70. You apply uh, a couple months before you turn age 70. And when we do that calculation, that 8.7 is automatically going to be folded into your benefit amount. So no need to worry. And one other thing, just for <clears throat> super clarity, is 8.7% is automatic. And then for this person, the 8% is also happening for them. So I want to make sure you know you're getting That's both correct. of that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's that's the beauty of it. <laughs> All right. It is six five one four six one nine two two six. A texter writes, "Could your great Social Security guest?" <laughs> so there you go. Please repeat the form number for claiming a reset for a one-time income boost. Okay. So I'm assuming they're talking about the Medicare. I think the, so. The, the Medicare increase, right? Right. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, um, so that's so that is um, that form is a, is a, a for, SSA forty four, forty four. So you can get that on our website or you can Google it, and it's called a life changing event, right? Yep. So this life changing event is I don't have that high income from two years ago anymore. That only happened once when I we sold the farm or whatever may have happened in that year. This year, my tax return is not going to be the same as the income shown from 2020. So definitely we need to readjust that, do a reset. I like that that term, doing a reset in order to lower that Medicare premium based on the fact that you don't have that high income that you had from 2020. Texter writes, if inflation goes back down, can the government reduce our Social Security benefits? No, the government will never reduce your Social Security benefits. So once you get that 8.7% increase, that's going to be that's going to be folded into those calculations, um, you know, uh, from now on. So no, the government cannot reduce your Social Security benefit. Now, if you do something like go to work and you never told us, or we overpaid you, then we're going to go back and we're going to say, hey, we need that money back. But no, we're not going to reduce it automatically like that. Okay. A texter writes, when I called SSA, they could only answer some of my Medicare questions. Do you have a suggestion where I might call to get more answers on that? 
Right. So Social Security, we have to realize we are not Medicare. We we help Medicare. We are an agent for Medicare where, number one, we determine your eligibility. Number two, we take that application. And number three, we take that premium out of your Social Security check. But if you need details on what's covered, what's not covered, and all the specifics of those Medicare plans, then you definitely need to call Medicare and talk to a Medicare representative, not a Social Security representative. I know many times people get that interchange and think that we represent both, but no, you do have your Medicare specialists that are out there that can answer those specific Medicare questions. All right, let's take a call. We have Tom on our line to ask you a question. Rhonda, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, Rhonda. You're wonderful. Uh, it's missing you at the State Fair. I'm your strawberry malt guy. Um, oh, one question, yes, yes. Two questions. Uh, is there a maximum Social Security payment that people will receive this partic- in each particular year? And number two, Usually you can't do just the 8.7% on what your check was because usually that 170 for Medicare was taken off, and so you have to figure the 8.7% on your uh, Social Security benefit only. Oh, good point, good point, yes. Good point. Um, all right. So then, so then, you, your first question though was the maximum, right? And I'm going to get you that maximum dollar amount. But yes, there is a a maximum dollar amount um, in order to be able to receive that benefit. But I do want to also clarify that um, that earnings limit that we had talked about before is the 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 2023 earnings limit for um, for so and for earnings is $21,240. So you can make up to $21,240 gross and not have your social security benefit affected. But if you go over that $21,240 in 2023, for every $2 you go over, you are not going to uh, receive um, uh, $1 in, in, in social security benefits. All right, so then um, also another clarification here that we had talked about with Peg, you can earn the maximum taxable earnings is $147,000 for 2022. The maximum taxable earnings for 2023 is going to actually bump up to $160, uh, $160,200. So that means that you're going to be taxed up to $160,200. If you go over that amount when you in your earnings, you will not be taxed anything over and above that dollar amount. Okay. So, um, all right, so let's see. Uh, average for a Social Security individual, a monthly Social Security individual, would be um, $1,681. After the COLA at 8.7, to be $1,827,000. And so I'm going to get back to you with that uh, maximum for this year because that has changed. So if we can maybe, is there another question that we can uh, yeah. that we can take while I look that up? Okay, yep. perfect. Uh, I've heard there's a Social Security bump for veterans if they prove they're veterans uh, when they sign up. Is this true? No, it's not. There's, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many times that letter circulates through our VA community where there's going to be an extra bump for them. Um, it, no, the, if you're if you're a veteran and you're getting your VA benefits, that's fine. You get your VA benefits. You can concurrently get your Social Security benefit. But I think this, this always surfaces, uh, it surfaces around this time every year, because back in the day, like prior to 1953, there were some veterans who did not claim or the, the VA didn't give us their income that they earned. And so for that reason, it wasn't taken into account for the top 35 years. 
but we always look at a veteran's DD-214 to make sure all of their, their, their income is credited on there and then, um, and then pay them accordingly. But no, there isn't any specific vet VA benefit amount. 651-461-9226. We have a couple of minutes left. If you want to call, you can certainly get your question on the air. You can also text a question at 651-461-9226. This texter writes, I am 66. I am still working and have health insurance. Should I sign up for Part A Medicare now or when I retire? Okay. So Part A is the hospital piece. It's going to be up to you. It's free. You can sign up for it. But the only thing is, if you are contributing to an HSA, which is a health savings account, you cannot concurrently have a health savings account contribute to one and have Part A. So you're going to have to pick one or the other. That's the first thing. Second thing is, I'm so glad that you're not taking Part B yet because you're fully covered under your own health insurance through your employer. You're not going to need to take Part B until your um, your employer group health plan uh, terminate. So if you're going to leave your job in December of 2022, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to have your job, your um, employer's health insurance until the end of December, and then your Part B will begin January 1. So just make sure you time that correctly. I just wanted to give that, that, um, that information. All right. Another texture. Can I pay my Medicare premium from my HSA or do I have to have it taken out of my Social Security monthly benefit. Hmm. It, well, if you're on a monthly benefit, yes, it does have to. It's going to be taken out of your monthly benefit. That's just that's right. just the law. We can't get away get away from that. But you know what, Susie? I also want to mention for um, the maximum dollar amount for twenty. Uh, 22 and then also for 2023. So this is for somebody who's full retirement age. This is before that 8% is folded in at age 70. So a person who's this full retirement age is this year, uh, the maximum Social Security payable is $3,345. Now in 2023, the maximum that we are going to pay to someone who's at their full retirement age is $3,627. $3,627 per month is the max next year in 2023. That's a nice bump. So we have a minute left, uh, Bruce and Peg, uh, as we wrap things up. Let me get this last one in. Can you answer this quick? Because this person right, will railroad retirement also get an increase? Do you know anything about railroad retirements? You know, I I can't talk off the top of my head about railroad retirement benefits. I'm sure they are going to have their, their, um, their increase. Uh, folded into their, or, you know, into the cost of living increase folded into their benefit. I would definitely contact the railroad. Um, I don't have the 800 That's number okay. off the top of my head, but if you Google it, you'll be able to get that, that telephone number. Love Google. Uh, Bruce and Peg, any final thoughts with about 20 seconds left? When Rhonda we comes need on, more we need more than an hour. <laughs> yeah, we need more time. Oh, dear. So, so helpful. I So many people got such good information from you. Thank you so much, Rhonda. Appreciate it. And look forward to next week's Your Money. It is uh, time for us to take a break and say we'll see you next week.